Hey, hey, welcome to Visionary Womenpreneurs Radio, where we are talking with womenpreneurs that are changing the world with their vision, their strategies for success, their connections and collaboration, and their consistent action to make things happen. We are thrilled to have inspiring, innovative, creative womenpreneurs join us to share their vision of purpose and their business strategies. Join me in welcoming our next guest to Visionary Womenpreneurs Radio. Hey, hey, this is Donna Price. Welcome to Visionary Womenpreneurs Radio, where we bring you incredible guests that are inspiring us with their vision, their passion, and the work that they are doing to change the world. At Visionary Womenpreneurs, we envision with purpose, lead with connection and collaboration, strategize to have an impact, take consistent action to make it happen. We celebrate successes and take on challenges and learn. And you can be part of our community at Visionary Womenpreneurs. Go to our Facebook group and join the Facebook group or visit our website at visionarywomenpreneurs.com and learn more. Today, I am thrilled to have as our special guest, Naomi Calderon. She is gonna be talking with us about bringing the feminine back into business. And I wanna just share a little bit about her before I bring her on. Some people call her a magician, a witch, a badass healer. As a speaker and coach, Naomi Calderon has been called a lot of things. Her deep conviction is that simple is the new sexy, and she believes we all have it in us to thrive. Using the principles of five elements of Chinese medicine, Naomi unlocks the secrets to ditching the fraud of busy, allowing entrepreneurs to finally trade in the hustle hard mindset for true momentum, energy, and connection. As she puts it, rocking your business and your life shouldn't require a soul sacrifice. Naomi is a master practitioner and trainer of neuro-linguistic programming and contributing author of the upcoming book, Impact, Where Passion and Purpose Makes a Difference. With over 15 years in the wellness industry, she has taught at numerous private, public, and corporate facilities, including Yahoo, Google, and AOL and is a member of the American Association of Drugless Practitioners. I am thrilled to have Naomi Calderon here today, and I know that we are going to explore some new territory. So welcome, Naomi Calderon. Great. Well, welcome, Naomi, to Visionary Women Preneurs Radio. I am so thrilled to have you here today from California, sunny, hot California, I think, right? Yes, yes, and thank you. It's a joy to be back speaking with you again. And yes, it's warm. <laughs> yes, it's warm here too, but I think you have a speed in temperature. It's in the 80s, high oh. 80s here today, so, and beautiful, Lovely. sunny, but a little That's bit like the muggy, but not bad. Perfect summer day, right? Yeah. Yeah, and hopefully we'll do some perfect summer activity later in the day. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So in the intro, your intro is the first time I've ever called somebody a 
fat ass and a witch and a magician. So I'm so thrilled to be talking to you. So um, tell us just a little bit about like how you got those kind of titles. And um, a lot of us probably have those kind of titles sometimes too. So and maybe right. a few others, <laughs> right? <laughs> Rhyming titles, <laughs> right? Exactly. Um, those are courtesy of my clients, really. Uh, I'm like, I, I don't know if I can put that on a business card, but okay. Um, yeah, I had a, a a client call me their crazy filter. So, uh -huh. um, so yeah, I get called a lot of things. Oh man, you are such a magician. It's like, no, David Copperfield, I'm not. Yeah. Uh, really where it comes from though is just working with my clients helping them shift their stuff just yeah. being able to move through things the areas they've been stuck in and I think anytime we have someone who can help us approach life or see life from a different perspective or let go of something that has been plaguing us for a long time we do think that oh my gosh you must be a miracle worker or yeah you know a magician or a witch or a badass or whatever floaties I was yeah. called floaties once you like my floaties when I go in the pool okay uh, okay <laughs> <laughs> I've been called a lot of things <laughs> yeah that's a new one I've never heard that one yeah <laughs> um so today we we're going to talk about bringing the feminine back into business so what is, tell me what you mean by that well I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to back up just the tiniest bit. When I Good. first started hearing people talking about the feminine, and often it was uh, in correlation with the goddess, and, and internally it was like, ugh, whatever. Because, yeah. <laughs> because I was coming from a very masculine place, um, and it's taken me a while to get to this place where I understand that masculine and feminine isn't male and female as far as how we define them with what our gender is mm -hmm. and starting to understand the nuances of the energies of masculine and feminine. But initially it was like, I just don't really want to hear that hokum. I mean, what a bunch of hooey and yeah. you know, plus everyone knows and oh my gosh, now I roll my eyes at myself. Everyone knows that the males are the stronger, and that was all from my upbringing. Right. You know, BS belief systems that were built in that, that I'd been conditioned with. But for me now, what I understand is looking at the masculine and the feminine energies, we all have both. And it doesn't mean that somebody who's male by gender, if they have feminine energy, that they're effeminate. And that was those were some of the things I had to break down those belief systems and misunderstandings of energy. Yeah. So now it's just a matter of looking at it. The masculine is the simplest way I look at it is the masculine is the doing energy and the feminine is the allowing and being in the flow energy. That's very uh -huh. simplistic version yeah. of it, but there's a difference in our culture though we're always doing we it's, are it's nuts right yeah yeah it's like you can't be doing fast enough no or or enough <laughs> enough yeah. yeah busy is this badge of honor we wear it's like we got our little badge you know i got my busy beaver badge yay i must be important yeah so yeah so 
in business, how do those energies then relate to business? Is business more masculine by nature or? I would say yes. By, by nature, because of. Because it's doing. It's doing. And you have to do to have a business, right? There's everything from the big picture of business to the minuscule pieces, the marketing, the uh, client onboarding, the selling of your widgets, whatever type of business you have. But business by nature is doing, it's expressing, it's being, it's that explosive growth that we're looking for. And that's by nature, very masculine. Okay. Uh, So how does the feminine come into it? Because I like being in the flow. Like we all know when you're in that flow or hopefully we all know, love being there. Right. (laughs) Sometimes you get out and it's like, how do I get back there? But so how does that fit into business? So for me, it's, it's the balance. It's the yin and the yang. You, you, you don't have dark without light. You don't have doing without the being, without the being in flow, without the allowing. If we're always trying to push that boulder up a hill, we will burn out. And that's in life or business, frankly. Yeah. Uh, but in business, I think that that, a feminine energy is also bringing in the intuition that allowing mm. tuning in, tapping in instead of doing it's the getting quiet uh, for entrepreneurs, business owners, even CEOs of large companies. What I have seen repeatedly is, and I'm saying this out loud for myself as a reminder sometimes is the more we can step back and tune in, that's when the the downloads show up. You know, that's when the brilliant ideas come through. Uh, It's because we aren't so distracted by all the stuff we have to be doing and we can actually sit and be quiet and listen to what our intuition is telling us or let our unconscious bring things to the forefront that it's been working on and putting together that we've asked it to kind of process and create. So I find that that happens like in the shower, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> On a bike ride. Uh-huh. <laughs> like for me, like I have to put myself in like non-doing places almost. Yes. Or, you know, sailing on a sailboat or kayaking or something where you're mm-hmm. like out of the business. You've- Often. Often. I think for people, a lot of times that is the case. Because when we're in our business, it's a little bit of the, I can't see the forest for the trees sometimes. And yeah. sometimes it's just because we do have that doing list, all the different parts and pieces we know we have to get done that doesn't necessarily allow for space for that creativity. For me, I used to think that it, it would only show up if I meditated and meditating had to look like sitting on a cushion with a bunch of candles burning and some nice music playing in the background, you know, and, and lotus position and there I go, ohm, my way away. Yeah. Uh, and in Ayurveda, uh, my dosha is pitta. Um, I'm a double Leo with the Taurus moon sitting still 
isn't really, <laughs> I, my brain will just go through all the things I need to be doing. So I find that for me, it's running uh, it's yeah. where those ideas come because I can get out of my head by letting my body take over. And that's when the ideas start to come because it really does clear my mind. And I think that's just it is we have to create the space. And I am going to say have to, we have to create the space because it's an intentional piece to allow those ideas to come through. That's the, to me, that is being in the flow. We have to create the space and the, the energy to have that come through for us and to tap into that intuition for those of us who are constantly doing, doing, doing. We have to take ourselves kind of a pattern interrupt, if you will. Yeah. The shower is a pattern interrupt from my day, right? I need like an implant that then like connects to the computer to like capture mm -hmm. the ideas. Because mm -hmm. they're so perfect as you're running or biking and then you get home and you're like, what was that? And it's, right. oh, it just to. doesn't seem as clear. It was really brilliant in my head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I find I like write really good articles, like as I'm biking along and then I try and write them down and it's like, it was poetry. It was poetry, but right. <laughs> no, it doesn't sound so good. Voice to text app <laughs> might be really helpful for you when you're biking. Yeah, maybe. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. I tried that, but I'll have to try again. So in businesses, you're like so busy, busy, busy. Are there other ways that people can create that space in their business um, to tap in to the ideas? I'm a big fan of, well, first of all, making that a priority. Anytime we're looking at our, our schedule, a lot of it comes back to really commanding your calendar. Uh, and one of my biz besties and I were talking about that last week. We're both like, how did we let our calendars start running our lives instead of vice versa? But you have to be purposeful and intentional in your calendar. And, and it's about making a decision that that creativity time, that allowing time, that intuition time is part of our business day. It's not when I have time how do we weave that purposefully into our business? I would never say, oh, marketing isn't worth my time. I don't have time to market. I wouldn't say, well, I don't really have time to work with my clients. I'm too busy. Right. We wouldn't do that. So why are we doing that with the other parts that are important, crucial, really, I would say, pieces of our business, like allowing time for the creativity and uh, some of that intuition to come up. I also yep. encourage people to put in pockets of time in their business as business appointments, health, whether it's lunch, whether it's go take a walk. And because the healthier you are, the healthier your business is. Yeah. I think, um, do you see that like during this period of the pandemic and people slowing down that they have like started doing that more? like putting that time in for lunch or working out in the garden or? Some, some have, uh, some have. I've talked to a couple of entrepreneurs who surprisingly actually got busier. Yes. Um, strangely, they, they were surprised by that as well. Yeah. Uh, um, I know that my half side and I, he's not so busy. 
I've gotten maybe a little bit busier because of some of the pivoting that a couple of the projects that I was working on had to take, which is why, again, why my friend and I were having the conversation last week of, okay, I'm realizing my calendar's running me again. So let's take a step back and look at what we have to do more purposeful. However, I think for a lot of people, because life did shift so drastically and they were at home, I know for many people, it felt stuck at home. Yeah. If you're feeling, feeling stuck at home, that's a whole nother conversation, probably. <laughs> probably. Um, <laughs> but people did. They took up baking and then suddenly the gardening and or reading. I'm actually going to work on building a frame loom myself. And you know, so there's different things that it has afforded us because we aren't driving places, or at least right. we weren't the first few months. We weren't driving places. We weren't going to meetings. There so much of our normal rush around activity was curbed and curtailed. It has given people, I think, an opportunity to stop and to allow that. On the flip side, and I know I've experienced periods of both of these, for some of us, because of the stress, it's actually, uh, how it's showing up is it's choked that off. Um, So I'm just going to simply say it that way since that's what's showing up. Whether it's because of the stress and so stress eating has happened, whether it's um, just a, because of the stress we've disconnected or whatever that happens to look like for people. And like I said, I've gone through over the last five months, periods of both of those where it's like, nope, I'm going to tune in. I'm going to listen to what's next. I'm going to let the flow happen within my business and in my life. And then other times where it's like, nope, I'm going to go to the refrigerator five times in 10 minutes to see if there's yeah. anything else I want to eat and disconnect from what's going on. So. so the important thing is to be purposeful and intentional yeah. in finding some time. And it's okay if it's when you're running or biking or showering, yeah. but having that as part of your business plan mm-hmm. to connect with your intuition. Yeah. Yeah. Idea flow. And yep. Our- I had one client who years ago, he, he created it. He called it his power hour and uh, it was, he did it daily, usually about an hour. Sometimes depending on his day, it might only be a half an hour, but where he blocked out the time, he actually, physically walked from his office to a local coffee shop. He'd order himself a coffee. He'd sit down and he would just, he'd brainstorm and he would just kind of free write. Sometimes he had a very purposeful plan as to what he wanted to to kind of put the attention and intention on creating. But a lot of times it was just allowing that creativity to come through. Uh, That doesn't come through when we're bogged down from, you know, writing copy or calling back clients or writing emails or grants or proposals or fill in the blank, right? Right. So I see it as um, part of the role of CEO Mm -hmm. or the owner of your business or whatever you call yourself in that role. Yes. And um, like your goal or part of it is your development as a business. And so having that time to reflect on where you are and brainstorm where you might go mm-hmm. is critical yeah. for a business owner. Yeah. 
Well, and if you look at most large companies, back when I worked in corporate America, when I stop and look at the CEOs of those companies, they were the idea people. Right. They're the visionary. Yeah. And, and so I think that that's a really beautiful and brilliant way of putting it is, is putting on that CEO hat. And if, if you're like, I don't know how to do that, do some research on some of the CEOs that you admire and, and really look into what do they do. Uh, right. Richard Branson comes to mind immediately. Yeah. Uh, and Steve Jobs, some of these uh, entrepreneurs and these CEOs of these really big corporations, do they do a lot? Yes. Do they get a lot of stuff done? Yes. And, and they allow for that intuition. They, they create their world to allow for that. And they employ the right people to implement these flashes of brilliance that they have. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I think like putting on the CEO hat, like you could almost think of it if you're a solopreneur, mm-hmm. like you have all the like you have all these hats, right? Mm-hmm. And so you schedule time for your different hats. Mm-hmm. You know, so you have your marketing hat, your you know operation, your program delivery, whatever your service delivery, whatever you want to call that hat. Mm-hmm. And that CEO hat needs time too. That visionary. Absolutely. Hat. So Absolutely. Good yes. metaphor there. Yeah. So I know that um, in the intro, we talked about you work with the five elements of Chinese medicine. So how does that tie into business? And what are those elements? Maybe we should start there. Perfect place to start. Yes, I, I, I'm a, I've got a huge inner nerdy science girl. And uh, <laughs> for me, when I was going through school, we studied over 100 different dietary theories. And it was always Chinese medicine that... I kept going back to. And so even after uh, getting through that schooling, I continued to gravitate back towards Chinese medicine and the five elements. And the more I learned, the more sense it simply made to me. Um, so the five elements is a construct really in, based on the seasons. In Chinese medicine, though, there are five seasons. Okay. It's spring, summer, late summer, fall, and winter. And in that, there's different uh, elements that are sort of govern, if you will, those seasons or, or identified with those seasons, depending on how you want to look at that. And there are systems in the body that correlate to those seasons, where they either are more expressed or where they need a little more support. And uh, so we look at the body and health from that standpoint. And we look at emotion, we look at nutrition, we look at our environment or those seasons um, to create health in our bodies. And each of those seasons uh, requires or brings forth a different energy. Uh, And so that's how I tie it into business. And and what that might look like, uh, looking at the different elements, spring is uh, wood, that governs the liver and the eyes are, and the gallbladder, that's kind of what we're gonna be looking at there. The energy of spring, that's when new life bursts forth, which, you know, you look at the spring thaw and the plants start to finally pop out of the ground. That's that new life. It takes a lot of energy to, to birth something new. Yeah. 
Um, that's true whether you're having a baby, you're growing a plant, or you're growing a business. So yeah. we've got spring followed by summer. Summer is, uh, it is the, uh, the element of fire. It, I just kept saying red. So it's fire. And that's a time when all the things that you planted burst forth, all the colors, all the fruit, everything starts really coming to fruition. And, and there's explosive growth in life. And uh, so it's a very, we always talk about yin and yang and summer is the yang time of the yang time of year. So it's when there is the most doingness in nature. Okay. We get to late summer. That is the element of earth. Uh, it governs the uh, stomach and spleen. And that is all about grounding, but it's also about connecting. That's late summer is the harvest time. Often when we think of spring, summer, fall, and winter, as we grew up with the seasons here in America, it, it was always fall when you harvested. In Chinese medicine, that's the time that we call late summer. And, and it's about community and it's about yeah. gathering together. And it's about getting grounded as we prepare. It's the transition. It's the bridge between the yang time of year and the yin time of year where we start to go within. We move from late summer into fall. That's metal. Uh, it's the lungs and the large intestine. So right now is actually a really great time for us to be working on strengthening the lungs and being able to breathe life in and also the large intestines all about elimination. So letting go of the things that don't serve us. That's what, that's what the fall requests of us, if you will. If you look at the trees, the trees lose their leaves. Everything starts to go dormant. So right. they let go of those leaves that are no longer serving them. So we look at that as a reflection in, in where we want to be energetically. We move into winter. That's water, water, but it's not a flowing water. It's those deep, dark pools. It's the, the dark, still glass surfaced water. And that's all about going inside and really uh, going deep and connecting internally. And so it's very quiet and very still. Mm. So when I look at that with business, uh, I work towards setting up my business to correlate with that. Probably the easiest way to illustrate it, I think, is to illustrate some ways where we don't do that in okay. our um, December crazy busy time. Right? Yeah. You got the holidays. I don't care if you celebrate um, Hanukkah, if you celebrate Kwanzaa, if you celebrate Christmas, if you don't celebrate any of those because you got New Year's and we've just had Thanksgiving and there's like, I don't know, 50 holidays or something in across all different religions in that time. <laughs> and, yeah. <laughs> and it's plus semesters are ending school, you know, Christmas plays, you know, holiday concerts, all the things yeah. are going on in December and people get busier. But yeah. by nature, nature calls us to get quieter Quiet. yeah. and to slow down. So we're working against what's natural. And come January 1st, everybody's like, ah, oh, New Year's resolutions, and I'm gonna go to the gym 87 times a week, and I'm gonna eat nothing but kale smoothies all day, and it's <laughs> gonna be great. And, and they hit it hard. Yeah during this time. And for those of you who said, 
New Year's resolutions, please know if you want to keep setting them, do. By all means, if it's working for you, keep doing it. But most people drop off of their resolutions by March, April. Yeah, totally. Because it's not the right time of year to be putting that in place. The right time of year to be birthing something like that is spring. So that's, those are a couple of really key places where I see we disconnect from what nature and energies around us are asking. We push against it. Whereas what would happen instead if we did set resolutions when it is time for things to be birthed? Mm. When, when the energies are starting to build that are more expansive, that are more explosive, that are more energized when the sun is out longer, instead yep. of forcing ourselves to get up an hour earlier in the dark, when nature's going, no, no, be still and be quiet. What would happen? Yeah. So from a business standpoint, that's where I look to, if you're the type of business where there's launches, uh, that's typical for people who are doing an online business, coaching, consulting, that kind of thing, or, yeah. or offering programs. If that's the business somebody's in, I'd encourage people to not try to hit January 1st if you're doing some big launch. Or if you do launch it in January, make sure that you've got all the marketing stuff created before fall hits yeah. so that you can just push play and you're not spending November, December trying to do, 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 do the pieces that need to be in place for that launch. Does that make sense? Yep. Totally. Yeah. So do you see people because culturally we're not in sync, mm. right? With, yeah. with the, the five elements. Um, do you see that as one of the ways that people get stuck in their business? Like, like they're not making the progress that maybe they thought they were going to make because they're just out of sync with, those energies? I think it does impact our businesses. My belief is the biggest reason why is because we're impacting our bodies. Ah, and, okay. and our bodies are what run our businesses, especially yes. for those of us who are entrepreneurs. Uh, but even so, if you're working in corporate America, however, in corporate America, you're a little bit um, dictated on what you can do when because of when a corporation has things scheduled right as an entrepreneur you can make choices though in scheduling a little bit differently yeah. uh, but because we tend to go with what society has dictated what society has created as normal which is really pretty much going all the time yes. there is no let's get quiet, let's go a little slower, let's work within the energies of nature or ourselves and our bodies. It's just, no, go do more. We burn out. And when we're burned out, it's impossible to bring to our business what, it, what they truly need yeah. to be successful. It doesn't mean you won't create a level of success, but how sustainable is that? Will you burn out? And I've, I've seen it with a number of uh, bigger name coaches that I have watched. Uh, one in particular comes to mind and 
you know, she got quiet in her business for almost two years. And in that two years, I saw her try to ramp it up. Yeah. And then it kind of fell back again. And it's because she had depleted herself so much. And, and I get that having hit an interesting age, <laughs> making that transition uh, to the, the wise woman. Yeah, uh, those of you listening who are like, "What's she talking about?" I'm talking perimenopause, folks. Okay, <laughs> I knew it. Menopause, right? <laughs> Just in case there's anybody out there listening who's like, "What? What's she mean?" I, I'm not a fan of the word crone, so I prefer to look at it as the wise woman. Um, and our body changes, yeah. our energy is different, and in our culture, all this doing depletes our adrenals, and that's, I think why we're seeing so many people who when they hit midlife they aren't buying the red sports car and you know yeah. taking off you know selling all their belongings and moving across the world uh, they're just burned out yeah I can relate to that for mm -hmm. sure like yeah 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 and I for myself I've found that this time in the like I've gotten quiet in this pandemic I've God. gone quiet and we've been biking more and gardening. Like, so it's, yeah. What have so you now, discovered for yourself and how's that translated? How have you seen it translate to business? Well, I've seen um, it be good to be quiet. Mm -hmm. I mixed with a little guilt in there, uh -huh. you know, right? Okay. Uh -huh. You know, honest. Yeah. Um, like, you know, all the, I should be, I should be you know, the doing, yeah. the doing things. But my list, all the things. Yeah. 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 And, um, and I haven't, um, but I, it's given me a new energy, mm -hmm. you know, and so it's been replenishing and, um, and now it's summer. So like we're ready to like grow again. Yeah. And explode. Yeah. <laughs> explosive <Right>? growth <laughs> we're gearing up for that piece there um but it's been and um as the ceo like i recognize just what we're talking about like scheduling in that time to do mm -hmm. the things to take care of yourself mm -hmm. and to be the ceo and to vision and all those kinds of things are important and you mm -hmm. can get into the doing and you know, procrastinate the other thing until it's like too late at night to go for the bike ride or the run or, you know, whatever your thing is to get yeah. there. You can always yeah. take a shower most of the time, right? But <laughs> unless, unless you're in the with little kids, yep. <laughs> then you can take it. It's just not probably alone or no. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> So, um, So talking about being becoming a wise woman or a wiser woman mm -hmm. um what specific issues do you see women struggle with as entrepreneurs or are there specific things that you see that are more for women than you see with men yes i, I think that's a, a great question and, and yes i do see uh, I see that different. I have a, a friend who is a health coach and she focuses solely on, on women's health and living your whole life in, 
in the flow and in the flow being with your own body cycles. Um, you know, when we're younger, not everyone, but how the body's designed to work is pretty darn close to that 28 day cycle. Right. Right. Um, and in, in our culture that has gotten very off and, and, or if you're on birth control, that changes that cycle, but there's very different energies, just like there are energies in our seasons, that month long season, if you will, has different energies for each phase. So I think as women, we ignore that. And, and I think society doesn't help because growing yeah. up for the longest time, I, you know, I hated the fact that I was a woman because we grew up getting teased about being on the rag, one of my right. really favorite phrases, you know, or <laughs> if you happen to be annoyed about something, it's like, oh, it must be that time of the month. No, I'm just pissed at you. Right. You know, <laughs> it's actually not. You're just a jerk. Okay. Right. You know, um, <laughs> So, so we, we've learned to disconnect instead of tuning into what is my body asking of me right now. Right. And so I think as women, there is a difference. And then there's the, the seasons of our life and, and what are they asking us? I, as you're saying, you know, you're taking this time to replenish and, and, and you felt that replenishment. Now you're like, okay, now I do have a little more to give. Uh, and sometimes when I look at my younger counterparts, there's this whole guilt of I should be able to keep up with them. Yeah. And so for me, that's one of the big things that, that I've noticed for myself is what do I need to do? What do I need to embrace or let go of to really be uh, not just okay and accepting of the changes, but to thrive during those changes. Where can I, and this is the, that masculine feminine energy we talked about in the very beginning, is where, where do I need to allow a little more flow, whether I'm looking at my one month of seasons or my life seasons or the environmental seasons what what do i need to do to be more in the flow of this i think that for women especially men it's a helpful thing to do too because that's what allows us to tune in but for women it's when we can do that it keeps us from pushing up against what's natural when we push up against what's natural that's when we have a tendency to deplete ourselves yeah. definitely i think that's important so let's talk about just some quick solutions because we just have a few minutes left so what are some solutions for women and hey there we're getting a little bit of freeze. I can hear you now, I think. All right. Sorry about that. So solutions. Are you still here? I got kicked out that time.
Can you hear me at all or looks like we're still recording. So let's. All right. So solutions for women is what I was asking you before technology interrupted. <laughs> Suggestions? Uh, like are there, way, are there ways for women to navigate the energies and cycles within their, the seasons, the elements, their personal cycle and their business? Yeah, yeah, that's a, a, a great question. We'll start the more uh, micro and work out to the macro um, of that is looking at our, our own cycles. There are some great apps <laughs> uh, for tracking what your cycle is. Now, for those of us who are hitting an interesting age, sometimes our cycles are very sporadic and it's, it's a little bit... Uh, of a dance to try to figure out where you're at. There are definitely times uh, in my month cycle where uh, my friend and I joke, it's like, mm, no, little face, no, I'm not, I'm not doing anything. I'm not adding extra. I am doing what I have on my calendar and I'm gonna create some space because I know that I'm not going to have the energy to do what I would write the energy right after my moon. Yeah. I got more energy to do stuff. And that's when the body, you know, before you hit ovulation, that's when the body does have more energy. So understanding your own cycles. Um, and there's some great resources for understanding that. Uh, Dr. Christiane Northrup wrote uh, Women's Bodies with, with Women's Wisdom. I don't know if it is today or if it was like a one day thing. It was $1.99 on Kindle. It's a great reference book, but there are some other really fantastic books out there for women to start understanding their cycles uh, better, yeah. to understand your energies better. Great. So that's a, a good place to start just on your own personal energies. Um, as, as far as the seasons, um, I am going to be doing a series coming up that goes more in depth into the different seasons uh, over the next probably six weeks. We're gonna be touching on each of the seasons, but really starting to focus on as we start moving from summer into uh, late summer and what does that mean for people? What does that mean for their bodies? What does that mean for their businesses? And uh, really helping people to understand how to navigate those energies. Uh, part of it is just look around. What is nature doing right now? Yeah. What's it doing? And what does that energy, if you were to reflect back that energy, what would you choose to do? Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. So if people wanted to learn about what you're going to be doing, where would they go to find mm -hmm. that information? Uh, they can visit my website, which is naomicalderon.com. Uh, you can also find me on Facebook, uh, facebook.com forward slash sunflower sage, all one word. Uh, and you can find me online there. And there will be more information about those uh, up, that upcoming series as well. Great. And Sunflower and Sage is the name of your company. Sunflower right? and Sage. Mm -hmm. I love that. Mm -hmm. um, 
any last thoughts before we wrap up? This has been like, we've covered so much interesting ground. So yeah. Uh, take back your calendar. First of all, oh, if, your cal- if, if your calendar is owning you, um, take it back and start owning it because that is where you're, it's such a practical thing. Sometimes I'm like, Oh my gosh, you know, scheduling and calendaring. It seems like such a practical activity. And that's the, I have found that can be the place that creates freedom for us, or it can be the thing that shackles us. Yes, definitely. Definitely. And I love so that. really own that calendar so that you can carve out time and remember that especially if you're an entrepreneur right and and if you're an entrepreneur carving out the time to create space in your calendar for creativity create space for flow create space for exercise i'm saying all these things to remind myself because like you who are listening i sometimes get caught up in the doing as well give yourself the time (laughs) guilt-free to have some of that R and R time in the midst of your day. Let your brain get quiet because that's when you can be more in the flow and balance that that yin and yang, that that doing and being, the masculine and feminine, to really bring your yourself more into your business. Very very cool. Well, I want to thank you so much for being here, and I want to encourage people to visit your website, NaomiCalderon.com. Links will be in the show notes where you can connect with Naomi and on her Facebook page, Sunflower Sage. And it's been great fun having here. Thank you. Thanks for joining me today on Visionary Womenpreneurs Radio. I hope you have gained some great insights for your entrepreneurship or your professional career. Visionary Womenpreneurs Radio is hosted by Anchor.fm, but you can also find it on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, Radio Public, Stitcher, and Pocket Cast. So please visit your favorite podcast site and subscribe to Visionary Womenpreneurs Radio. We'd love to have you as a regular listener. I'm your show host, Donna Price. And you can pick up our new Visionary Womenpreneurs Field Guide at VisionaryWomenpreneurs.com. I hope you have a great day. 